Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. On today's episode, we have special guest Tron Black. Tron Black is a freedom advocate, crypto developer, businessman, entrepreneur, and lead developer for Ravencoin, a top cryptocurrency and asset issuance platform. So with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. All right, Cryptonauts, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today we have Tron Black. Hello, Tron, how are you doing? Doing great, glad to be here. Great. First of all, Mikasa Sukasa, you're very welcome to say whatever you want, whatever makes you comfortable. Podcast, that's what it's all about, right? So uh, before we get Sounds before good. we get started about talking about Ravencoin, because that's the main reason why I have you here is to talk about Ravencoin. Um, it's a, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you want to talk about. Before we get to that point, with every new guest that I have on the podcast, I'm always curious what they did prior to blockchain technologies or before they got into developing what they're currently doing now. So Tron, the first question I want to ask you is, what did you do before? I'm assuming that you knew what Bitcoin was when it first came out. So what did you do? Oh, I wish. Oh, really? I'm, no, okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. actually interested about that. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. Right. And, and, and I, want, I want to know your history prior to you getting into blockchain. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I, I uh, got a computer as a kid, uh, an Atari 800. This is kind of before IBM got into, into personal computers. So this is a ways back. And so instead of having a, you know, is it an Android or Apple fight? It was, it was actually Apple II or Atari, which was better. Uh, and then, so I did programming, which was mostly actually typing and stuff from computer magazines to create games. Uh, and then kind of learned to program that and wrote some software that kind of never got released, some video rental software before that became a huge thing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, did computers kind of through high school, did some computer contests. You know, we flew out to New York and competed in computer contests. Let's see, what else? Uh, I worked for uh, a, I guess it was an uh, iron company or, or uh, a steel, uh, steel company, uh, basically doing stuff with their, converting stuff from their mainframe over to PCs. Uh, and then I, then, then I, became entrepreneurial at that point. And, and so I uh, started a company uh, that, that it basically did, uh, uh, would, would register software. So, so you would, uh, for shareware, basically. And then that was, the, back in those days, it was tough to get uh, credit card processing unless you were, you know, had a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And so I finally got credit card processing as just a, kind of a guy in my basement. And uh, I guess I guess a guy in my house, and, and, uh, and then uh, so we helped other people register software, and then that company, uh, my brother took that over, and then that got sold, and then I started another company, utilities, got some investment, so we did uh, basically a search tool that unified all the search engines. This was kind of before Google was the the king. It was back in the Alta Vista, Lycos, and Yahoo, and Web Spider, and it was a whole bunch of them, right? None of them had all of it. And so this tool would sit on your PC uh, and Windows and would go out to all the different search engines and bring all the results back that it could find and remove all the duplicates. 
and then you could look at them and then it would kind of keep track of what you looked at. Um, so I wrote that and then that company uh, sold. Uh, we sold that to uh, Forefront Group Inc. out of Houston. And then they started doing uh, computer-based training stuff, which is where you learn, you know, learn via the computer. And, and so that, uh, they, they started kind of searching out, bought a few companies, kind of changed direction. They weren't, they weren't as interested in the utilities that we did. So I helped them do their e-commerce because we'd done that early on. And then, uh, and then they basically weren't as interested in the utilities. So I bought them all back. Uh, so I kind of did a leveraged buyout, used the money that they were spending off cash and used that money to basically buy that back. And one of the utilities that was, was a printing utility called ClickBook. And so we created the company that I had sold the utility company. We put that name back in it. So it was Blue Squirrel was the company. Hmm. And we put this, uh, we had a few different utilities, but the one that sold the best was this printing utility. It took anything you printed and turned it into a book. Uh, it would print on both sides, you know, print one half on either side, print upside down if it needed to. So you basically take it, fold it in half, and it's a book. We sold that to schools, the military, uh, churches for their bullets, and lots of different, had lots of uses. Um, still out there. Uh, and then, uh, and that's when, for me, I uh, found crypto, which was, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish, you know, 2009 or 2011 even. Uh, so it was, it was closer to early 2013. And, and so that's, that's when I found crypto. And uh, along the way, it also, uh, I got a computer science degree, I'd gotten an MBA, and uh, it just kind of clicked. It was, it was just amazing technology. And, and so uh, at that point, that's all I wanted to do. So I started looking at companies that start thinking up a company that, that uh, I could do in the crypto space. So that's, that's kind of brings me from young age to crypto. That's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of experience, Tron. That's a lot of experience. That's awesome. Uh, so here's a question. Did you, have you ever read Satoshi's white paper? Of course, a few times. A few times, right? Good, good. It, it obviously shows and what you're doing. Obviously shows what, what's Ravencoin, which we're going to get into a bit. So let's see. The next question is, um, well, there's a few questions that um, a couple of the guests have that are just a little, a little too shy to ask you in person. So I'm going to go ahead and ask on their, <laughs> on, the, on their behalf. So let's see. Um, who's this? John. John says, Hi. Uh, Pi. Pi says, what is the best uh, use case for Raven in the near medium term? But actually, you know what? Before we even get into those questions, yeah. I'm jumping ahead. I am jumping ahead. So we're gonna actually going to talk about what is Ravencoin. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. This is actually off of Ravencoin.org, the about page. Ravencoin is a digital peer-to-peer -peer network that aims to implement a use case specific blockchain designed to efficiently handle one specific function, the transfer of assets from one party to another. Built on a fork of the Bitcoin code, Ravencoin was launched January 3rd, 2018, and is a truly open source project, no ICO or masternodes. It focuses on building a useful technology with a strong and growing community. And that's what I love. That's what, there's a lot of things that I want to yeah. definitely talk about Ravencoin from my personal experience, but uh, Tron, I want to I want to throw this ball back to you, this hot potato back to you, and just give me a little more detail of what Ravencoin is. Sure. Yeah. So so a lot of the idea was was actually from Bruce Fenton, 
Uh, he's a, he was the former executive director of, of uh, the Bitcoin Foundation. Uh, great guy. Uh, also runs Satoshi Roundtable, uh, which is a kind of a big kind of crypto conference, early crypto conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really kind of his brainchild. And I just happened to be, I, you know, at the time I was working for Medici Ventures, which is basically doing blockchain venture investing, you know, in, in other blockchain type projects. And uh, so I was working there and Bruce had talked to Patrick Byrne and they had said he wanted to kind of build this project that did, you know, put assets, meaning uh, tracking of stocks or tracking of gift cards or whatever. Because uh, really Bitcoin is just tracking of, a, of this, you know, this a number. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be in the right place uh, at the right time. And so I said, yeah, that's, that's what I want to be involved in. Because the reason I was working at Medici is I'm just a huge fan of Bitcoin and, and you know, the crypto space in general. And, and so uh, the opportunity to kind of work on this project presented itself. And that's what I wanted to do. And I had also worked, uh, I had worked for prior to this. This is kind of all post-crypto now. I've done kind of a, an attempt at a startup and then I've done uh, I'd worked for T Zero, uh, which is one of Medici's portfolio companies, uh, for and that's for trading equities, basically STOs. Uh, because Patrick kind of knew that the ICO thing was kind of like not, not legal, and uh, so mm-hmm. so he he basically is is doing T Zero is the ability to trade those. So uh, let's see, um, where did I I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, Anyway, right place, right time. Oh, I had also worked in between T0. I'd also gone to work for a company out of Hong Kong called ANX, and, the, and I had worked on a browser for uh, open assets, mm-hmm. uh, an explorer, rather, for open assets. And so I'd looked at multi-chain open assets, uh, counterparty, uh, which is built on Bitcoin, also tracked assets. And so I said, I'm going to we'll take the best of all of these uh, technologies, and we'll take all the best ones, and then we'll fix some of the other problems when you build on top of Bitcoin and Bitcoin's not aware of these things, it causes some issues, right? So like, for example, if you needed to transfer, you know, 10 gift card kind of things, some Bitcoin needs to go with that or Bitcoin says, hey, we, I'm not going to transfer this. There's no Bitcoin in here. Um, and that makes it tricky, right, to, to use for, for that type of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so took kind of all the best of all, of all of those technologies and we said, you know, let's, we can fix some of the problems because we're building it ourselves. Uh, we'll start with Bitcoin as the base code, you know, strongest code, uh, most tested, battle tested. And so we took that, we started with that, and we basically launched on Bitcoin's ninth birthday. Uh, so on January 3rd, 2018, uh, we found a Genesis block, amazingly enough, in the same publication that Bitcoin had, had put oh, their nice. Genesis block uh, about Bitcoin. It's something like, you know, uh, firms choose Bitcoin or something like that, right? So. Uh, we have a Genesis block from the same publication we want, uh, from that same day. You can go find it. And uh, we launched on Bitcoin's ninth birthday. And, but really with just Raven, right? It was just Raven. So it's mostly, uh, you know, rename, you know, kind of the same kind of thing Litecoin did, right? So, you know, it would be a rename, uh, uh, change the port so there's no collisions, uh, change the first byte so you get an R at the first part of the addresses, you know, just things like that. Just sort of, and then the branding and, and all of that. So we changed all of that and we launched it. And then uh, we started working on the asset layer after that. So the asset uh, part of this is basically it's the ability to track 
tokens that you create just like Bitcoin is tracked. That's basically it. Um, and then we added, you know, some, some kind of sweeteners in there so you can have, uh, you, know, you, can, you can choose how divisible your asset is. Uh, you can choose whether it's a, like an NFT, like there's only one of them. Uh, and then you can also guarantee your name, almost like choosing a domain name. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you create an asset on Ravencoin, you choose the name. It must be unique. has to be uppercase. It can have dots or underscores in it, but not at the beginning or end and not consecutive. And, and part of what we were trying to do is keep spoofing from happening. We didn't like people using you know, lowercase l as a one and, and things like that that look similar. Um, uh, so, so we kind of eliminated that possibility by going all uppercase. Uh, and, and so, so yeah, you get to create, create your own token. You pick your own name. Uh, the, the, one of the tricky parts was making it so that uh, it resolved to make sure that, you know, the name was unique. And, and if someone chose the same name, you know, two different places in the world, it would, it would resolve that kind of uh, as, it, as it went into the block. Um, it's all resolved on the blockchain, right? Or is there like little, little crypto gnomes in the background just looking at these different uh, titles? I'm like, okay, this person gets to take this name and this person doesn't get to get this name. <laughs> yeah, like, it's actually resolved almost exactly like a double spend. So uh-huh. if, if, okay. if it sees one, if it sees the same name in the mempool before it goes into block, it won't allow it. Um, and then eventually one of them will make it into a block. Once it makes it into a block, then it's basically in the master registry, and basically it checks the master registry as soon as it, as soon okay. as you try to create an asset, it kind of checks the the, the large list. Uh, so it, it kind of does both, kind of resolving in network, and then also kind of before it before it gets sent uh, to around. Nice. Okay, let's let's hone down on what Ravencoin blockchain uses or is. So currently. Currently, correct me if I'm wrong, Tron, but currently there is a, a 5,000 Raven coin reward for every block that's discovered, right? Yep. And every block is approximately one minute, not 10 minutes, yep. one minute. Yeah, so awesome. a little faster. Yep. Yeah. And on top of that, there's a 21 billion coins instead of 21 million. There like eventually Bitcoin. will be. Yep. Um, yep. What are we? What are we at right now? Oh gosh, uh, I would say one point six, one point six million. One point six, really? One point six million? Wow. No, we should be at eight, eight billion ish. Eight, eight between eight, eight and nine. Oh, billion. coins, not blocks. So I'm trying to think of it as. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're. I was just looking at the at the Ravencoin. Sorry, Tron. Um, uh, mining for two miners, and they were saying how many how many blocks they were on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should have about uh, between eight and nine billion. Uh, so half of them will be out by after four years. So we have the same block having. Uh huh. So c- currently, the Ravencoin network is using the Kapow algorithm, correct? It is. So we started off with kind of our own algorithm, which which actually rotated the order of the algorithm. So it used something like Dash, which is eleven algorithms chained together. Uh, we used sixteen, and we would rotate their order. Uh, would, would be a different order based on the, the last uh, eight bytes or right. 16 nibbles of the previous okay. block. It's specifically uh, to make it ASIC resistant, correct? That was the goal, yeah. And uh, there, someone did create ASICs. They weren't nearly as, as dominant as, say, an ASIC on Bitcoin is over a video card, but they were significant. And then, so it did start to push down the profitability of network card mining. And mm-hmm. so 
it's been switched over to CawPow, which is a Cow-pow. derivative of ProgPow, which is derivative of ETHash. So uh, Ethereum uses ETHash, and then ProgPow is one that, that uses, we'll call it, of a video card, meaning it pushes the boundaries and edges of a video card. Uh, and then we uh, kind of use that with some tweaks and actually uh, a couple of kind of security fixes uh, in conjunction with the, with the authors of CrowdPow. Not just because we're, we're really good at it, but because we're kind of working with them. And so it's called CopPow. So that, that's what's being used now. Nice, nice. And so far, that's been working out, right? I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I've mined Raven Coin, and it works. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love it. It's great. It's so easy to get connected with. I use my laptop. I use sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll turn on my desktop from time to time and just start mining Raven Coin. It's so easy. So if, for for the yeah. cryptonauts out there that want to get onto the Raven Coin network and create your own assets, that's the beauty about Raven Coin and what Tron and team have done has created a platform so easy to use to create your assets. It's it's not even Funny the way you it, it just as long as you have 500 raven coin tokens you can just create your own asset so easy so easy yep you um, need about 500 uh, that gets burned and and then you need about 0.01 for the transaction fee so like a fraction of a raven and yeah and, and then you just pick a name choose how divisible it is so non-divisible means yeah, you can create up to 21 billion right for the same 500 raven create up to 21 billion uh, you can say it's non-divisible, meaning they, could, they have to be sent in whole units, and that might be good for something like, you know, if you said each one of these is worth, a, you know, a cup of coffee or a lemonade or like a gift card, you wouldn't want them splitting it up into a hundred million pieces. Uh, but if it was, you know, representative of, of money, you might put two decimal places on it. If it was representative of something else, you might leave it at eight decimal places. And then you can say uh, whether it's um, uh, whether it's reissuable. If you leave it reissuable, you can make more, never more than 21 billion, but you can make more up to 21 billion. And if you say it's, yeah, if it's reissuable, you make more. If you say it's not reissuable, you can never make more. And there's a little flag. People can tell whether, whether or not that flag's been set for your asset. So, yeah. So while we're actually talking about the reissuable factor on assets, can it also be modified? Can the asset be modified? Say, for example, I have one image on my asset. Now I actually want to update that image, or if I want to update the information that's uh, linked into that uh, asset, am I able to modify that information? Yeah, if you leave it reissuable, you can. Uh, of course, it's a blockchain, so all the data, the previous image or link or reference to the image, because the image actually doesn't mm-hmm. go on the chain, uh, will be there. If someone wanted to find it, they could find it. But kind of the, the standard is that like you can update it, right? You can change it in the last one, the last metadata, set is, is is the one that you're that you're doing so um you you can you can do that um yeah right. but if you make it non-reissuable it, it, it basically locks that too so you can't really change the uh, the metadata that goes with it so I went ahead and created my own asset because uh, I wanted to test out how easy it was. And I was absolutely mind blown at how easy it was. It is that easy. That's why I like Raven, uh, the Raven, Ravencoin network. On top of that, from my personal experience, because, you know, I'm not a developer. Trump, I'm, not, I'm not a developer. I'm, I'm just a one of those tinkering hobbyists. I look at people's, um, uh, I guess, blockchains, 
scripts and, and I'll, I'll try to mess with it and try to figure out, can, do I understand this? Can I read this? Can I make it work or can I, can I make a crash? Uh, can I download this blockchain? You know, so I'm always tinkering with stuff. Now, if I don't know anything about it and I want some information, of course, I'll, I'll reach out to, uh, to either Telegram, Medium or, or the Discord. Now, a lot of, a lot of um, blockchains out there have a lot of very uh, sour people in their community. Now, the Raven, from my experience, Tom, from my experience, the Ravencoin network community as a, as a whole has been very, very, very humble, very helpful, and very respectful of, of me not knowing much about Raven. And I noticed as I continue to stay connected with Discord, uh, Telegram, uh, that they continue to help people. The, the community continues to help people. That is the beauty of this. Yeah. And I noticed that there, there is no ICO. These are just people that just like the Ravencoin network. Yep. Uh, currently, you do have, a, I believe, a, a community now, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, we don't, uh, meaning when I say we, uh, the, the, there's no company or something that's running the Discord. There's individuals running the Discord, uh, individuals running the Telegram. We didn't set those up. Um, so, you know, some, sometimes that, that's a little risky, but it, it's kind of like the project. We're trying to, as much as humanly possible, we're trying to keep it decentralized. Um, at some level, you basically have to have somebody kind of keeping code from, you know, getting in there that's, you know, basically a wallet stealer or something. So, uh, but as much as humanly possible, we're trying to make it just like anybody can work on it. Anybody can add to it, help on it, use it, build on top of it. It's a, a lot, lot, a lot like Bitcoin, uh, but you know, for, for assets and being able to create your own tokens. Okay. Let's go ahead and go over to the question section here. Where am I at? Where's my questions at? Tron. Okay. Let's see. Question number one. Uh, what is the best use case for Raven in the near slash medium turn written by Pi? Yeah. Um, so we don't, we, we put out a lot of different like things people can use it for as opposed to saying this is what you should use it for. Um, there are some tokens that are that are uh, you know, there's, there's an island resort that's being tokenized. There's a there's a, a gemstone that's being tokenized. There's art. Uh, so the, in, in art in art cases, they're mostly like certificates of authenticity that the artist has created that are kind of expected to okay. go with the art. Um, that way, it can't be uh -huh. counterfeited or has this kind of additional value because of its digital. Call it a digital twin that goes with the art. Um, so that token will have the you know a small picture of the art that goes with it that's kind of attached as its metadata, description of the art and the artist and things like that. Um, so that's a pretty good use Perfect. case right now. The uh, NFTs are kind of getting uh, popular. So an NFT uh, is, is basically a single token uh, that represents, uh, you know, like a, it can represent the value itself or can be attached to something else. Uh, and so those are you know, attached to kind of real world, real world world performance art or something like that. Okay. So people have been purchasing those as well. Um, and, and so uh, you know, there's an ERC equivalent on Ethereum that, that does that where there's only one of them and we built it in. So we well, actually, call ours uh, unique, unique assets. Go ahead, sorry. Nice. I will actually want to go down the list. So, so I have my, uh, my Ravencoin core wallet open right now. I'm looking at the uh, create assets section. 
there's a few options there. Mm -hmm. So I want to go down each one of them, if you don't mind, sure. and actually go into detail of what they do. Because yep. there's a lot of people that actually do ask me. And in fact, I actually have these questions as well. So it will be very nice to have these questions answered. So uh, when you go to create assets, and that's how easy it is for the cryptonauts out there that have not downloaded the Ravencoin uh, core wallet. Once you get it downloaded, it's so easy as transferring your Ravencoin, if you're not mining it, transfer the Ravencoins that you either purchased on an exchange or had been gifted. Transfer it over to your core wallet. As long as you have 500 and a little bit of, uh, what is it? How much was it? Point yeah, two, point zero one yeah, at least. Point oh, point oh one. Uh, yeah, yeah point oh one uh, Ravencoin just to just to, uh, process through the through the, uh, the through the blockchain. Um, you can create your asset, name it, add your IPFS image to it, or video. I've seen videos. I've seen um, audio works attached to uh, IPFS into into uh, Ravencoin's um, assets. Yep. That's awesome. Um, okay, so the first one is main asset. It costs you 500 Raven tokens um, to create a main asset. Go ahead, Tron. Sure. Yeah, what is a main, main asset? Main asset uh, is on the, so you, you're in the, the main name space, meaning you're competing with names with the other 25,000 token holders. So some of the names that you want might be taken. Uh, and so it's just the main asset under the main asset. Once you own that, you can create sub assets and we'll talk about those in a second, but the main assets in the main namespace and you can create as many as you want uh, by as many as you want. I mean, you pick your name and then the quantity that you're going to create is somewhere between one and 21 billion and you get to choose. Okay, nice. And the second one is sub assets. It costs you 100 Raven coins to create a sub asset. Yep. So a sub asset is just like a main asset, except it's in your namespace. So let's say, uh, let's say I created the asset Tron, just T-R-O-N, right? Then I can create mm -hmm. sub assets under that. So I could do like Tron slash artwork, right? And so that artwork token, right? So it's, it's the whole name of the token is like Tron slash artwork, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I can create, but, but, when I create that, I can, again, I can create from one to 21 million of those, but because I created artwork, I could do artwork one, artwork two, I could create as many sub assets as I want. And I don't need to worry about name collisions uh, because I'm, a, it's like a subfolder, right? You're under your own folder. And so, uh, but when you create that asset, it has all the properties of a main asset. Once you've created it, it's just that the name kind of includes your original main asset. Okay, so you need to have a main asset first before you can create a sub asset. Could you could you say, uh, okay. Tron, like this is a subdomain function in the start coins? Yes, in fact, in fact, if you created, um, well, I actually have that one, but it's like TLD, for example, right? So if I yeah, create top TLD, level domain, top level domain, right? And then under that, uh, I can create whatever I want. So I could create slash com slash Tron slash photographs right and so now i have if you flip that whole thing around it'd be like photographs.tron.com and you know that would resolve you, you could very 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 easily make kind of a name resolver uh name, name domain system with this is that to get too far off topic for the way that john's trying to go with this but is this infinitely uh subdomainable or is there a limit nope there is a limit it's 31 characters okay that's, I'm glad that there is a limit to it. <laughs> it can get very, very, very deep. 
uh, if you weren't careful. I can see people abusing that. Um, all right. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to check that because I was just thinking, it was like, oh, this would be perfect for subdomaining. Oh, it no is worries. subdomain. Good. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, Jake, by the way. Uh, okay. So the next one is unique assets. It costs you five Raven coins to create a unique asset. Yep. What is so that? once you have either a main asset or a sub asset, uh, you can create uh, unique assets. And a unique asset, basically, you take your main asset. So again, let's say I said Tron, and then I do a hashtag, and then I have a larger character set after that hashtag. And so I could do like, you know, Spock figure one of a hundred, something like that. Uh, and, I, and I use that you know, just because you know that that would be basically an NFT. And 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 I, it, the name has to be unique but you have a larger character set, meaning you have the lowercase letters, you have numbers, things like that, which you don't have in the, in the other one. Um, and, and so another example that might make it easier to understand, if you did, let's say you registered register the main asset of VIN, like a VIN number, like a car's vehicle identification mm -hmm. number, VIN, then you could do VIN hashtag and then a VIN number, right? And then that, that token would basically be like associated with that car, for example, and you could transfer that token. You could even transfer, you could even transfer ownership, uh, you know, of that car kind of thing. You could even create transactions and start the car. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could do. Uh, but basically, think of them. Think of unique assets as being NFTs. If you're if you're familiar with those from the ERC seven twenty one spec. Okay. Uh, next is the messaging channel asset. Costs you a hundred Raven coins to create. I don't actually know anything about yeah. this. Uh, so, what is messaging channel? Personally, you don't know as much about it. It's kind of built into the protocol, meaning it's in consensus. The, the, the GUI has not been kind of fleshed out as well. But basically, a message channel. The idea behind it is you can send messages uh, on Raven coin by sending a message to yourself. Uh, so using your uh, ownership token, uh, you can send a message, you can basically put in a IPFS hash and, and then send that, send the uh, ownership token to yourself and include, include a in, uh, file in IPFS. And then the idea is you would be the only one to be able to send that because you're the admin token, you're the admin token owner. And so you would you'd be the only one who could send that token to yourself with a, with, a, with a message. And so it's a signal that everyone who has your asset, so let's again, we'll go back to Tron. So let's say I create a thousand Tron tokens. When you do that, you also, I, when you create a token, you also get a, one with an exclamation mark, you get one of them. So like Tron exclamation mark, that's the ownership token. So if I wanted to effectively transfer the domain, if you will, if you think of it for, as a domain, I would transfer that ownership token to someone. Um, but that ownership token, have, owning that ownership token is the thing that allows you to reissue more Tron, for example, but it also lets you message all the Tron holders by basically sending that token back to yourself uh, with that message, and then the, the, the GUI itself, the, the, the QT, would show that message okay. to all Tron holders. Now, everyone could see that okay. message. It's okay. not a private message. It, it's just, it's a signal on the chain that the owner of Tron wants to say something to you, meaning owner of Tron, the Tron token. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay, so that's how you do it. Because I did actually read that. I just didn't know that's how you were able yep. to do it. Um, now I know. That's what, okay. And the message okay, channels was to take that a step further uh, so that you could have uh, channels beyond uh, like just, you could have multiple channels. You could have alerts, notices, things like that. So you could create channels uh, within your token so that you could communicate and then people would be able to turn on and off via the GUI, they would say, well, I want critical alerts, but I don't want, you know, general info. So almost like a eh, mailing list kind of thing. Now keep in mind that none of these messages are, the data for the messages do not go on chain, do not load the chain. The only thing that goes on there is the IPFS hash, which is the, the content identifier on the IPFS network. And then that's immutable on the chain, so. All right. Uh, next one down the list is qualifier asset. It costs you 1,000 Raven to yep. create a qualifier. Asset. Yep. So I'm going to talk about the, uh, so why don't you read the, I think the next two, next one or two. Okay. Uh, so you got sub qualifier assets cost you 100 Raven and restricted assets cost you 1,500 Raven to yep. create as well. So, so basically uh, after we kind of finished building the asset layer, uh, this was about 2018, and this is early 2018. Now, I think it, uh, no, sorry, late 2018. And what had happened is the SEC had come in and said, hey, all of these, these tokens that you're creating on Ethereum and selling, uh, almost all of them are securities and therefore illegal. Uh, to, to basically sell to people unless you register them and things like that. So there's a whole bunch of rules and this gets kind of in the minutia of, of, of kind of legal stuff and kind of a weird system that, that was kind of created in, you know, with, with the Securities Act in 1933 and just kind of being smashed together with crypto and it doesn't fit very well. And so there's some gear grinding that's going on. Uh, but basically if you issue a token and you don't register it. You can only sell it to people who have uh, like a million dollars net worth. Um, it's called Reg D and it's an exemption that, that makes, makes it legal for you to sell the, sell the token. The problem is that the people aren't allowed to trade that token uh, until for like a year. It's just a, and it's kind of an arbitrary because you know, a year, you know, who came up with it, all that kind of stuff. You know, why a year? I don't, I, I don't know the answer to those. Probably all happened, you know, over the years. Anyway, uh, but what we said was we could build the tool set to help people that need to follow these rules. The rules are mostly in the U.S., but they affect other countries because if you know, they allow U.S. people to sign up on their platform, then they have to follow the rules like that that we have it's weird um, so what the qualifier asset allows you to do is tag an address so you can create i'm going to i'm going to use an example because this is this is kind of part of part of the reason it was created is you could create a, a, a qualifier called kyc and so anybody who registers with a central service uh and again this is very non-crypto and it's also I get that. I totally get it. If you don't need it, don't use it. Um, someone can, can create a tag called KYC. If they come to a central service, they type in their name, but do they you know, ride their you know, 
whatever they need to provide, you know, driver's license or something, they can get their address tagged with this KYC token. Now you can create, this is why I wanted to talk, uh, talk to you about them together. You can create a restricted asset. Uh-huh. So the restricted asset will always start with a dollar sign and none of the other assets can start with the dollar sign. So they're easily distinguishable. Okay. The, the restricted asset, the owner, the creator of the asset has the ability to freeze that asset from trading. They have the, which is super non-crypto, right? I mean, it's, just, it's not like Bitcoin. Uh, and if you don't need it, don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they can freeze it. They can freeze it for a particular address. Uh, so they can say this address can't trade it. Uh, and they can also say my token can only live in addresses that have been tagged or be transferred to addresses that have been tagged with KYC. Or yeah, and you actually have a logic. You can actually say KYC and accredited, right? Which means you can also check if they have you know, meet this arbitrary wealth bar and then uh, you can tag them with the KYC. And then now the tokens can move amongst all this, all the, sub, the subset of addresses that have the correct tags. And it allows the people to kind of like get their tokens, hold their tokens, trade their tokens, move their tokens, but subject to the rule of the issuer. And that's what the government kind of requires. And so we built this tool set really for that. Um, and so if someone wants to issue it, they can say, okay, well, I, I need to make sure that these tokens are moving to addresses that aren't KYC. And that's, that's a rule right here in the US. And so they can just set it up so that people have a place to go tag them. The KYC information doesn't go on chain. That's probably a central service. Doesn't even really go to the government unless there's a subpoena or a warrant or something like that. Um, it's just that the, because you've kind of followed the rules and you know somebody knows who they are, uh, then, then these tokens can live in those addresses or be transferred to those addresses. I qualify that because uh, it's they can't transfer to it unless there's a KYC tag. Transferring out is fine or living in there if the tag is removed, that's fine. Those are all okay things. Um, so anyway, that's what those other uh, tokens are. Uh, again, they're more of a U.S. compliance kind of thing and a tool set. Uh, I think they may be super useful for people who are creating and issuing securities uh, to allow them to stay compliant. All right. So let's go ahead and ask one of the questions. Actually, um, yeah, Jake. Sure. Actually, after, after Tron spoke about that, I have, I have more Perfect. questions. but <laughs> We can get to them at a, at a later time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, we have them on the podcast I don't want to uh, I want to get off the topic of what we were already talking about to completely change the topic, but it, it, it his statement made, uh, made me think about Ripple and how it's being uh, uh, accused of being a, a security and maybe it's not registered correctly and the SEC is all on its case and they're you know suing it um, or suing the people who created it rather um, and yet Ripple's doing fine on the market it's still you know top 10 um, but the thing that's that's making me think about it is it's like well one of the things I was trying to do with my business was trying to come up with a way to raise capital and while he's talking about you know this this tokenization of uh, you know to, to divvy up either in, in non-fungible or fungible uh, tokenized tokenizations um, was could Raven lend itself to acting like uh, stock? Uh, well, 
Yes. Like, that, that, that's, that's, yes. Okay. So that, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's its purpose. I mean, that's not, not its only purpose. I mean, it's a technology, but, but its ability to track equity, right? The, the, the trick is just that the, the issuer of equity in the U.S. has to follow a bunch of rules. And that's, those are the rules that the, that the, that the Ripple folks didn't follow, right? They created a token, they sold it to a whole bunch of people. And they didn't and follow the rules. And that's what made okay. it. So they didn't follow if, the rules. And that's, that's why. So you're saying that by your, your what you just said, literally, what you're just explaining, all that stuff you spent the last 10 minutes explaining, is literally this, you pay the 1500 and then you follow the rules of SEC and you can totally issue stock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out because I was, I was looking at doing it like my company that I currently, you know, a mining company. Um, and I don't mine for myself. I mine for other people. Um, I was looking at that trying to figure out, well, could I – use Raven as a tokenization to, to issue stock. And you're making it sound like it's so simple. I don't even, yeah. I mean, yes, I still have to go through the, the SEC rules. That's fine. I already know how those work. But yep. um, the cost of doing it through my lawyer versus the cost of doing it through Ravencoin was just like, pfft, no brainer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of, uh, there's a whole bunch of new things that, that, that have come out. And I'll just touch on it briefly. But uh, so, so there was the Jobs Act of 2012, which basically told the SEC, "Hey, come up with a cheaper, easier way, because this is, you know, it's becoming non-competitive." And so they did. It took them three years or whatever. I think it came out in 2015. But there's Reg A, Reg A plus. There's a Tier One, Tier Two, and these are easier ways, and they also allow retail investors. By retail investors, that means people who aren't uh, super wealthy right. uh, to be able to. Also, Reg Crowdfund, which is also a great one basically just jumped their limit from a million to five million. And so there's a whole bunch of projects that we've talked to that are basically working down this route uh, of being able to, yeah, being able to tokenize, uh, tokenize equity uh, under these other, these other exemptions, basically keeps your man to go spend millions of dollars to do. A full yeah, exactly. Exactly. Full yes. That's exactly what I was looking yeah. at. I was like, I just need to raise a small amount of capital. I mean, it's looking at small capital banks. Like there's a bank called Brex. I'm not trying to jump, uh, you know, jump off the topic here, but Brex was looking at, I was looking at Brex to say, Hey, I need a small amount of capital, but please don't look at all of my finances because they're really messy right now. And, and Brex is like, we don't care. Whatever equity we have, we'll let you borrow against it. Um, and I was like, that's amazing. And they don't even care about whether or not I own a house or something. You know, like, well, we need to look and see all of your assets. And oh, 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 oh. Yeah, we, we're not going to support you because most banks aren't interested in owning a part of a startup. They just want to loan out money against something that they can get, get it back on. Brex is like, no, we don't care yeah. about that. We, yeah. we want to help startups because, I mean, Brex is literally, uh, you know, like Y Combinator, it came from Y Combinator and backs Y Combinator. And what is Y Combinator? But a huge, yeah. you know, startup company uh, builder. So, um, anyways, it, it just went. I'm looking at Raven as being another boon to that idea. And uh, and you, know, John, John yeah. and I have been talking about this for quite a long time. Mike and John, well, Mike more recently, but John and I for a while. I've been on his podcast several times, and um, it's he's so on about Raven. But now you're making it make more sense i mean i've read the stuff you have on the site but this is much more clear and i'm so grateful that you're explaining it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. all right tron um raven coin is currently ranked number 82 according to coin gecko that is awesome congratulations and it's only the beginning right now each coin is worth 158 satoshis that is awesome 
uh, but it's only the beginning, right, Trump? Because um, according to the uh, developers section in uh, in Discord, you guys have a lot of things being worked on right now by a bunch of volunteers. That's what's awesome about this. So, um, oops, who left? Somebody left. I'm still here. Oh, uh, we lost. Okay, all right. Um, what do we have being developed on? Ravencoin. Yeah, so uh, a couple things. Uh, Ravencoin's pretty complete as far as a tokenization platform, as far as a coin, uh, it's pretty complete. So there's a few things we run into. Uh, one is uh, that uh, we want to be able to do some things like multi-sig uh, and also uh, have uh, tokens uh, that you create participate uh, with uh, like atomic decks, for example. And one of the things we needed for that was paid to script hash, uh, which we didn't have. We have, but not for Raven, but not for uh, assets. And so that's currently, there's a pull request uh, that the community raised, raised funds for. It's developed. It's, it's in testing mode right now. We're pretty careful about, uh, you know, we did have a hack uh, a while back uh, last year uh, that, that caused it, set us back quite a bit. And so we're super, super careful, uh, lots more eyeballs on anything that changes consensus. And so yeah, we have that, uh, that PR there. And once we have that you know, approved, we'll probably have a security firm look it over as well. Once we get that in, then we'll be able to participate in two things, uh, probably connect it to Atomic Dex, uh, which is from Komodo, uh, which is a pretty, pretty amazing uh, decentralized exchange. What's Komodo? that? Is that yeah. Did you say using Komodo? Yeah. Yeah. So Atomic okay. Dex actually allows you to already will allow you to uh, trade. Raven. Uh, you can trade it. Uh, that works already. Uh, we we participated in their um, in their Dex test kind of thing that they did. Um, so that already works. We just want to be able to do it for assets. Uh, and the other thing that it would allow us to do is uh, is use Ren R E N. Uh, to create a Ren Raven wrapped token that could participate on uh, Ethereum. And that would allow, uh, let's say, taking uh, Raven uh, value and uh, participating in DeFi, uh, you know, uh, borrowing against it and things like that. So, so basically, we're trying to build just it's the technical part that we need to get there so that you can do. Um, uh, hash time lock contracts and things like that that allow you to basically lock up the Raven on chain uh, so that it can basically another token can be created on another chain and have it move back and forth without having to have a custodial uh, custodial solution. Okay, nice. nice. Um, so those are, yeah, because that, that that's pretty much what it sounds like. Because I've been I've been following up on the uh, the developer section on Discord. So for the cryptonauts out there that are interested in getting to the Ravencoin uh, network and just knowing what's going on in the future, definitely I highly recommend the Discord uh, uh, group. That's where yeah. everything's happening right uh, there. So um, you can go. You can kind of start and branch out from Ravencoin.org or from Ravencoin.foundation. Both of those branch you out. The footer and Ravencoin.foundation website's not complete, not finished. Uh, but it's the one that's going to be getting the most updates and it's footer is kind of this monster footer that kind of can route you to lots of different places uh, from there for other tools, development, uh, explorers, trading places, where to buy, where to get wallets, you know, all of that stuff can be branched out from there. 
most a lot of that same information is on ravencoin.org, but the footer of of uh, ravencoin.foundation is going to be the one that's going to be kept up to date in the future. Nice, nice. Okay, we have. Um, let's see, who do we I got? Have more questions. I have more questions. If Mike doesn't uh, have questions, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Mike, Mike <laughs> there he is. Actually, Mike does have questions. Hey, I want to. Uh, yeah, questions. and a quick go question ahead. about the Ren wrapped Raven. Once that's yeah. ready for just Ravencoin, would that also work for assets, or is that an entirely different beast? You should be able to do it currently. Uh, It should be able to be done with uh, with the P uh, pay to script hash update, I believe. Okay. Uh, I haven't dug into it deep enough to be sure, uh, but I think that's the part that's missing is is having assets be. Um, in fact, I would guess because we're a clone of Bitcoin, the Ren Raven, the Ren Raven could probably be done now, yeah. but not assets. But once we have the pay to script hash, it should, assets should work as well. Okay. And if there's people who are finding Ravencoin and loving what it is and want to put their business on it, are there any resources for the foundation to help people do it the right way? Or um, will there I be? I do have contacts. I probably need to check with them uh, to make sure that they're ready. Uh, I don't want to say but that. But it is in the pipeline? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Also, uh, it? A, a quick disclaimer for anyone new to Ravencoin, there is no undo button when you're making an asset. When it's made, it's made. So, like, really, really be aware of that. Yep. Oh, yeah, that actually did come up a couple of times. I noticed that people were asking You can't about edit that. an asset yeah, once you've made your asset. You brought that up. Yeah. Um, you can't. Because you technically so, burn. Uh, yeah, you can't. Uh, so, so if it's reissuable, you can create some more. Uh, if you check not reissuable, um, then then yeah, everything's locked. Whatever you've done, uh, you can increase its. If you leave it reissuable, you can increase its divisibility, but not decrease its divisibility. You can increase its quantity, and you can you can update the. IPFS hash, but uh, yeah, but those cost also, right? So you're right. There's no undo button. It's uh, a, a protection, a right? The the fact that you can't change in the in the future except by making it more divisible is actually, or yeah, uh, a protection against those who might be owning those assets, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say uh, let's say someone owned you know one one hundred millionth, and you're like, well, I'm going to make it less divisible. Well, now what happens to that yeah. guy, right? Does he get is he get you know at, uh, you know rounded off, rounded out, just nothing, and yeah. so you can make it more divisible because because if someone had you know a tenth and you made it now divisible to hundred million, now they just have you know ten one thousand yeah. you know uh, ten thousand. Yeah. So it's it's really I mean it's unfortunate not being able to change it, but it's a protection against uh, future abuse. So it, it, there's a reason behind yeah. it, not just you can't do this oh, and you should sure. be careful of, of not doing it. Um, it's like knowing the laws, but not knowing why the laws exist. Now we know why the laws exist. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So what? All right. Anyone yeah, else? Oh, has I have any another, another question. I, I hope we can make it quick. Uh, I don't want to drag this out forever. Um, 
I don't know if you answered this already by your previous discussion, Tron or not, or if it's just on the website, I missed it. Um, but does uh, the value of Ravencoin itself, the token, you know, as it currently stands somewhere around uh, 0.07 US dollars or 0.08, I don't remember where it is. Um, as it yep. increases, does it decrease the accessibility of tokenization uh, on Raven? as the price goes up, other than just the cost of making Raven. So let's say, not not that it, it couldn't, but let's say Raven becomes worth a thousand US dollars per token. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then that makes it really hard for people to make more tokens because it'll be $500,000 just to start a new one. That's right, it would be prohibitively expensive. So uh, the solution to that is to buy a bunch now. <laughs> okay, so so you're really saying that in, in the future, when it becomes more valuable, it will it will be prohibitively expensive if it is goes to some high value like that. Okay. Yes. Now, now it is it is possible. I mean, it, it requires the entire, uh, you know, er, everyone basically uh, using it to kind of adapt. Uh, if it got so expensive, and, and everybody, not everybody, roughly. You know, seventy-five percent of the miners and pretty much all the economic actors to kind of agree that yeah, we, we should change it. Okay, uh, and that can happen, right? So we, we've had a few changes of, of a few different things, but it's a it's a pretty high hurdle to do, and, we, and so uh, we don't we don't like to to make uh, consensus level changes very often. Right. So you have to have like ninety percent agreeing to say yes, we're going to change. If we're going to change at all, but at the moment, this is an encouragement to get in early, like it would have been if you gotten into Bitcoin in two thousand nine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you. That's my only question. One. One. Uh, last question. So, when and where is the next Ravencoin meetup? Go ahead. Uh, there is one that's happening in Asia, Europe. That I've been. That there's a meetup. Because uh, I've been getting a ton of notifications for it, um, so I don't have the details of that. But uh, I'm sure if you search Twitter or Google for uh, the Asia Europe Meetup or Meetup.com, search there. Uh, there's one for that. As far as other meetups, what I'm trying to get done now is, is uh, we're just barely, we're kind of like on uneven footing with the foundation, just trying to get that, um, you know, got transferred over from Medici Ventures and still trying to get even the website, you know, set up, right? Um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a platform, I think it'd be really interesting to meet until this COVID thing is over. Uh, it's a virtual platform um, that you can join in VR, you can join with a, a mobile phone, you can join with a desktop, and it basically just puts everybody in the same room. And you join a little bit differently depending on which platform you're in, but you can also put stuff up on the screen and share documents and all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of cool. Uh, I think we're gonna try it out with the, with the uh, board members um, next week and see how it works. But cool. And I don't know what the limits are of how many people, but I think it'd be a really cool way to meet Absolutely. That's, that's exciting. I mean, because the, the text-based, uh, it seems like everybody has information, but it's very difficult to text all the information that you actually want to get out in, uh, in the discussion board. But if you have images, videos, or if you have a, a, uh, um, a voice recording attached that you can easily just distribute within the, uh, 
the meeting. That'd be so easy in comparison to just typing constantly what your idea is. Because uh, I've been to a few of the meetings um, that, that 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 you have, Tron, and the, the text base. Ah, I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But those are the dead there's meetings. better ways. Those were it's supposed ways. to be kind of a mirror of the the, um, yeah. the, the early uh, Bitcoin meetings uh, back on. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember the platform. Anyway, yeah, they're just text based. You're right. I mean, they're great for archiving, great for people going back and seeing the history, but they're not they're not very uh, engaging. Yeah. In regards to um, developers and volunteers that are enjoying the Ravencoin network and just want to continue developing on it. What can they do? Who do they reach yep. out to? How uh, so the, the Ravencoin.foundation uh, good place for that. Uh, Discord's also a great place. Uh, you know, we have kind of nothing to do with it. I monitor it or get notifications if there's something that needs to be looked at. Um, but uh, I think there's a like a Gitcoin thing, which is uh, sort of the same kind of thing we're trying to do with the foundation. But since it's decentralized, everybody can do whatever, uh, but it's also another way where people can go bid on um, development projects that will pay you. Um, of course, anybody can, you know, nobody has to ask permission to build you know, on top of Ravencoin or use the open source tools. We have, uh, you know, a dev kit, we have kind of a marketing kit that somebody put together. And most of those links are available from ravencoin.foundation, just at the bottom. So you can kind of spoke out to those. Um, and then we're also putting proposals on the Ravencoin Foundation websites. We have another one that'll go up next week for hardware support, meaning uh, uh, cold wallet, uh, hard, hardware wallet rather support uh, for built into core. And so we wanna pay people to build that. And so we'll put out a proposal and, and uh, so, That's nice. so I think, yeah, we're, we're allocating money. If, if it's not enough, we'll probably, uh, See if the fund, see if people want to donate more. But we'll, uh, the foundation's going to uh, take some of its money and some of the money that's been donated for projects and, and uh, things like that to, to get that going. This is so awesome. This is just the beginning. This is what's so exciting about Ravencoin is that it's it's a all volunteer based. I mean, people aren't. Oh man, uh, it reminds me of Bitcoin in the early days. Right now, Bitcoin to me feels very co corporate there's a big there's big bags in it ravencoin still feels like uh the original bitcoin that, that's there's an organic feeling there because a lot of people in the community just wants to see it continue to continue to grow and continue to improve and all the stuff that you just talked about is so exciting that it's this is just the beginning Everyone's like, oh, my God, Bitcoin, uh, uh, excuse me, Ravencoin, Ravencoin's at seven, eight, ten. This is amazing. Oh, man, you guys don't even know. You guys don't even know. This is just the beginning. Just wait. Just wait. Um, all right. Tron Black, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate you came on to the podcast to just talk a little bit about Ravencoin because there's a lot of questions that uh, – um, we, we, we didn't know the answer. Thanks for having so me. I did remember the, the name of that site that we're trying to do the meetups, uh, possibly. Uh, it's called Spatial, spatial.io. So if you want to look at that, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Oh, Spatial. Okay. Okay, cool. Last question. Uh, yep. Mongo yep. Farm. You know Mongo Farm, right? Tron? 
if you could ask Satoshi one question other than his identity, what would oh, it gosh. be? Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say. Take your time. I want to know what the genesis was, right? What was the, what was the, the seed? What, not not the genesis block, but the, are you talking about the, like what what made the what made him want to create this, right? Because all most of the technologies existed, but it was kind of all together. But at some point, he had to say, "This is needed," or "This is needed because," and I want to know that answer. His aha moment. Yep. I don't I don't know. It, I think it was pretty clear to me because after listening to Milton Friedman, it's right. glaringly obvious that that Bitcoin the concept needed to exist. And that was needed to exist yeah. back in the early 70s late 60s when Friedman was talking about this idea. I watched an interview with him on some you know, local local uh, public uh, broadcast station and he's talking about the idea of e-currency or e-cash. You know, business reform is even born. You know, government. Yeah, he's just like it needs to be because he was seeing, and my dad was my dad's a or was a, a financial guy, um, a, was a CFO kind of person, and he he worshipped and and followed and read every single thing Friedman had, and always you know was going on and on and on about the man, um, and he got into finance in that time when when Friedman was doing all this you know talking and and, and proposals and concepts, and and I mean. I don't think Friedman was Satoshi Nakamoto, but I honestly think he was the impetus. Um, and yeah. that, that Satoshi, whoever he is, uh, Satoshi rather, um, really took that idea and said, yes, this is why we need this. We need, we need private industry and we need government to get out of the way so that we can do what needs to be done. And so they, he or who, or hit the group of people who came up with the idea of Bitcoin really created this as a way to, to remove the hands of industry off of the people's money. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to jump in. I, I, that's my idea. I mean, I know I don't, I'm not trying to take over this, this uh, podcast, but I'm just trying to say that it's, it's pretty clear to me awesome. because my dad's been talking to me about it for 40 years. And, no, so. Like I said, Jake, I told you as one. Well, I told every single person, Mikasa Sukasa, man, my home is your home. You're welcome to come onto the podcast and and talk freely. If you feel like you have something you want to talk about, I, I I'm not going to restrict you. So, uh, Tron, thank you for being on, on the podcast, Jake, Mike, and I don't know who Pathfinder is. Pathfinder jumped into the podcast, uh, but thank you, thank you for all respecting the, the time here with Tron. Tron, thank you, thank you, thank oh. you, and I hope to see you again very soon. Yeah, that's ha- it. happy to be here. I know Pathfinder, great Crypto. guy. Um, Super great guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, 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 did, he, did, he did most of okay. the memes, for, for, uh, including one today I saw uh, hit Twitter. Uh, most of the memes for, for Ravencoin, they're great. If you, if you haven't seen them, go back and look at the history of memes. It's amazing. Okay. All right. All right. So that is it. Cryptonauts, Stack, Sats, Adios. and Hoddle. Thank you. Bye. Adios. Bye, you guys. Hey.